Hi, y'all. This is the Water Loss and Wellness Podcast, and you're listening to episode number five. When it comes to nutrition and wellness, there's so much information out there that it's easy to get lost in the noise. Should I eat carbs? Is fat bad? Which workout routine is the best? Not to mention, we're surrounded by polished and photoshopped images of what fit women should look like, which we all know isn't reality. We're not one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter women. Inside the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast, we're going to knock down those barriers and limiting beliefs, uncover popular myths and misconceptions surrounding health and nutrition, and tackle real struggles that real women face. Success is not out of your reach, and we're here to arm you with the tools and strategies needed to break the mold and own your story. So grab a pen, grab your favorite journal, and let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today on episode five, we're going to be talking with Michelle Holman of Fruition Fitness about the 50 shades of paleo. Michelle is a full-time teacher, mom, wife, and runner. She tenaciously works to live her best life and is passionate about sharing what works. Michelle is currently prepping for a six-week CrossFit challenge and looking forward to breaking down strategies her readers can implement at home. She has created a beginner paleo checklist, which is a printable where she outlines the five strategies that helped her be successful when getting started with paleo. We'll include a link to this printable checklist in the show notes. What I really enjoyed about Michelle and one of the reasons why I wanted to bring her onto the podcast is she offers a very different approach to paleo and fully understands that there's no one version of paleo that's correct and it's all about finding what works for you. Michelle has a very athletic background. She ate a healthy diet but found paleo not because she has a food intolerance but through CrossFit and it wasn't until she actually tried paleo that she experienced just how good it left her feeling. So with that being said, let's jump right into the interview. Before we jump in, a quick word from our sponsor. Who out there loves a good workout pant? Finding workout pants for plus-size ladies can be a real struggle, but not anymore because Fabletics recently released their plus-size line of workout clothes. Holla! I'd like to personally high-five Kate Hudson and tell her thank you for acknowledging fit at every size. And I would highly recommend signing up for their VIP program account. You earn free credits to put towards workout gear, plus they'll send you outfit recommendations every month. If you don't want to purchase that month, you just skip it. Super simple. Now you can look good and feel good while working out. If you want in on the action, I've got a direct link for you. Just go to www.wanderlistandwellness.org forward slash fabletics. That's F-A-B-L-E-T-I-C-S. Okay, welcome Michelle to the podcast. Uh, I'm so excited to have you here today. Um, Before we get started, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell the the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background and and what you do for a living? Sure. Well, um, I'm Michelle. I blog at Fruition Fitness. Um, I am a full-time teacher for a living, but I do have um, a background in athletics. Uh, I've done triathlons. I've done an Ironman triathlon, marathons, running, and all that stuff. And recently I um, changed the tagline of my blog to fit, fuel, run life, because I really narrowed it down to those four areas right now. Um, and that's what it all boils down to for me. 
because right now I'm a mom of two kids and I'm really just trying to run and be healthy and just keep it all together. Um, Triathlons and marathons, not that they're in my past, but (laughs) sometimes I feel like they're in my past. Um, And really on the blog, I'm sharing resources for moms like me to be as productive and healthy as possible. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. So I always had a goal to do a triathlon. Um, oh, yeah. But the open water swimming scares me. Like That's I'm like everyone's biggest fear. <laughs> they have cool ones though. I know, I know. So <laughs> I, 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 I swore I saw one one at one time, and I was like, "Can I just do a triathlon where I just do laps in the in the in the swim lanes in the pool, and then I get out and bike?" You don't know how many people I've heard say that about triathlons, and then they end up doing them. So you could do anything. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll put that on my like bucket list for a couple years, um, and try not to get kicked in the face in the middle of a, of a lake. Yeah, well, I can't guarantee that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, today we're talking about. Um, we kind of have a fun title. It's called Fifty Shades of Paleo. I just kind of threw that on there as kind of a play on words. <laughs> Uh, with the whole Fifty Shades of Grey going on. But but, yeah. but really what it boils down to is that I wanted to talk about the different shades of paleo because um, you, I, I know you are familiar with paleo and you've, you know, yes. you follow a, a, a shade of, of, of a paleo eating. Yeah. And and I really wanted to open this topic up. So, our, so the listeners um, and people that maybe don't know a lot about paleo or think that there's only one way to do paleo can kind of see that it's not – as militant and rigid as 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 they may think. So, um, and just to to first talk a little bit about my my experience with paleo, and I and I talked about this a little bit in my intro. Um, but for those that haven't listened to that episode, I found paleo because I myself had uh, severe food intolerances. I had a lot of health issues that were that were going on, um, and I kind of just finally realized that you know maybe it's food related. So I found paleo, and I decided, okay, so I'm going to try paleo, uh, and which allowed me to eliminate specific foods. Um, and in doing that, I realized um, that you know a lot of those foods were causing a lot of my issues, and it was through paleo that I cured a lot of my ailments. And then since then, I've kind of evolved into a different shade of paleo. And we'll talk about those shades here in a little bit, but um, I began reintroducing foods just to see how my body handled them. But I know your experience with paleo is a little bit different. So tell me about how you got introduced into paleo. Yeah. And I love that you contacted me for this topic because I was like, yes, a hundred percent. I can talk about this because like, this is me. Um, so really, you know, in my past, like I said, I've been very athletic and I always followed like an 80, 20 clean eating, Mm -hmm. you know, I thought I was being healthy and, you know, all that, everything was fine. I, you know, probably took for granted a little bit that I was just, you know, naturally kind of in shape. So that's where I was. And recently this summer, this past summer, actually, my husband was looking for something. He had a tough time last year. He had to have a triple hernia surgery and he was down and out. He was also the same athletic background as me. Um, and he was really down and out and he was looking for something to kickstart him. And he found a six week CrossFit challenge and we had never tried CrossFit before. So on a whim, he signed up and within the challenge, they had a whole paleo workshop and we had never gone paleo because we never thought we needed to. Um, we weren't a big fan of diets and rules, but having open minds, we went to the you know nutrition seminar, we learned about it and we said, you know what, let's do this. This could be like a kickstart, a restart that we both need. 
Um, so for the first part of his challenge, not the first part, I should say, for the whole six weeks, we were strict paleo. And I was so astonished at the difference it made because I didn't know that there was a difference there that could be made because I thought I was healthy. Um, but seeing, feeling how going paleo affected my body opened up my eyes to this whole new lifestyle. And I really was so excited about it. If you go to my blog, you'll see how excited <laughs> I was about it. In the beginning, I wrote from a very genuine point of view. I was like, wow, I know I'm a little late to the party, but <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late to try something new. Um, so that's really my background, you know, nothing crazy. I was a regular girl, but I didn't know what I was missing until I tried it. I love that. And I like how you said you had open minds and you gave it a shot and you are in like, I mean, you're obviously very fit and probably live in a very healthy, you know, lifestyle yeah. in terms of nutrition. Um, exactly. and, and, but you went into an open mind and I like that. And, and I've said that before too. Like, I just said that to my mom, I was, you know, I was talking to her about paleo cause she's, you know, asked questions and I said, I just, just, just give it a try. Just give it a six weeks and yeah. just see how you feel because it is truly amazing. Like, you know, you might be thinking you're eating healthy, but you, yes. but, but until you eliminate, you know, do, do something like paleo or say whole 30 or whatever, um, yeah. you, you don't realize the, the difference though it, it can make, uh, with how you feel Absolutely. and your energy level levels and everything. So I agree. Yeah, I like I like your perspective because, you know, my story comes from a story of having ailments that were cured. But I I, and I don't want people to think that's the only reason why you should try paleo. So I like your perspective. Awesome. Awesome. So um, just to talk a little bit about uh, the foundation of paleo, just in case there's, you know, any listeners out there that that. You know, have heard paleo because I know you see it everywhere and you see it on Pinterest and um, but just to give like a I want to give a, like a quick like down and dirty version of OK, this is paleo in its very strictest form uh, from the founder, uh, Lauren Cordain. So the concept behind paleo is really um, in terms of what you can eat. It's eat fresh meat and fish and they they recommend, you know, grass fed beef or wild. If you're going to eat fish or seafood, let it be wild caught um, all the veggies you want. Uh, nuts and seeds, with the exception of peanuts, because peanuts are actually considered a legume, and legumes are not included. Uh, nut and seed butters and healthy fats like avocados and avocado oil and coconut oil, and and then they also allow fruit in <clears throat> in some in moderation. And then the off limit foods are you know sugars and artificial sugars, uh, no processed foods. Uh, no grains, which includes wheat and corn and oats and rice and quinoa and all of those. And then no legumes or beans and no dairy and no alcohol. So, again, that's the very in, in the very strictest form. Um, and then and I do want to tell the readers there there is a scientific backing to 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 why the founder of Paleo um, created this, you know, this what you can and what you can't eat list. Um, but if you want to learn more about that, um, I'd recommend checking out the paleo diet book by the founder of paleo, Lauren Cordain. Um, and I can leave a link to that book in the show notes, but, but I mean, what are your thoughts? Cause when I look at that list, I mean, in reality, the, I mean, the, it's founded on a very simple concept of eating nutritious foods, proteins, veggies, and fruits. And then 
where we start to get into different shades is when we're talking about the restricted list. And that's where um, many in the in the paleo community have realized that there are different shades and there there's no uh, one shade that's right for everyone and define what works for your body. And, I, and I'm happy that the community is kind of making that shift. Um, and I know you mentioned that your initial challenge was a very strict paleo, but are you still a very strict paleo? No, I'm not. I have to say, um, you know, I was very strict in the beginning and that was great. That was eye opening. And then, you know, life happens and you get busy and, you know, sometimes it became more stressful at certain points in my life to try to be paleo. So I slipped a little bit. Um, and my husband and I were actually talking about this the other day is, you know, if we look at what we think was slipping, we actually are mostly still being paleo uh-huh. um, because the lifestyle after the six weeks, the lifestyle was so ingrained in us that even when we slipped a little bit, we were mostly paleo. And I think people should realize that it's okay to be mostly paleo. Yes. You can still see a difference. You don't have to be a hundred percent strict. And I know we're going to talk about different yeah. shades later um, to be, you know, to see benefits from something, you uh-huh. know? And I like how you mentioned, um, you know, life got in the way and and it became stressful. And I think that's definitely something I talk about a lot. Um, I've actually heard um, some of the top names in paleo talk about this as well. But anytime you don't want your eating, like whatever way you're choosing to eat to become stressful, because if you're stressing out because, oh my gosh, like I can't get my hands on a grass fed burger while I'm out. Like it's not the end of the world and it's okay. Because I think when we add that stress, then I mean, you're adding stress, which is not good for your body. Um, but then if it becomes, um, very stressful and overwhelming, then we're just going to bail. So, so it's, it's really, um, I see it as finding, you know, I'm not strict either. Like, and we'll, like I said, we're, we're going to get ready. Like you mentioned, we're going to talk about the different shades. Um, but I'm not, I'm not militant strict paleo I, anymore either. Uh, but I do try to make the best paleo choice. Uh, yeah. When, especially when I'm like out and about. So, mm-hmm. so, um, and so to talk about shades, I found an article. So Rob Wolf, he's a he's a big name in the paleo community. And I found an article on his website uh, written by Amy Kubal. And she wrote an article called Seven Shades of Paleo. And I had actually um, heard uh, another paleo podcast talk about this, uh, the different shades um, also. And, and so I pulled up her article. And I will include a link to this article in the show notes. But she defines um, paleo eating into seven shades. And then also, you know, we'll talk about how you can also have your own shade if, if that's what works for you. But let's talk about the seven shades. I found this list quite hilarious on some yeah, of I them. Think so, so the first shade she talks about is the militant paleo, also known as that guy, which I found hilarious. <laughs> so like the militant paleo is they follow paleo. And if this is you, like that, that's totally like or this is any of the listeners, like it's totally cool. Yeah. It's totally fine. Like if that's what works for you you know, then go for it. But the militant paleo is someone that literally follows paleo in the absolute strictest form. Um, and, you know, uh, and I get I get some comments about that when I post uh, recipes on, say, um, social media. I might get a comment that says, well, that has X, Y, and Z in it. That's not paleo. Yeah. And, and, you know, my, my response to that is, you're right. Like, it's not strict paleo. Um, but 
but it's okay because I have a different shade of paleo. So there's the militant paleo um, uh, guy. And then there's the autoimmune paleo. And I have a lot of friends that actually have to follow an autoimmune protocol. And I don't know, um, you, you might see, um, if you are on Pinterest a lot, our readers, you might see recipes that say like AIP approved or, you know, AIP uh, uh, protocol recipe. So what this means is they're following paleo, but they, if you are following an autoimmune protocol, you have to remove additional foods to your body for whatever reason, for whatever autoimmune condition you're, you're trying to heal. So a lot of times that includes eggs and, and nightshade vegetables. Um, I see a lot of information about nightshade. So I actually like had to do some research, uh, a while back and, and just to look to see what's on the nightshade list. Um, because I had wondered if some of those nightshades were, you know, bothering me. So, um, and then there's the, the low carb paleo, uh, which is interesting. And I think, and, and, you know, correct me if you have a difference of opinion, but, um, I think the low carb paleo is really for people that are really trying to get lean or prep for, you know, for some time, like, or they're cutting or they're prepping for some, you know, sort of competition or something. Yeah, yeah. And they definitely talked about that when we went to our nutrition seminar that, you know, the amount of carbs depends a lot on your activity level, too, because, you know, if you're doing CrossFit or if you're a runner, um, which my husband was training for a marathon at the time of when we went strict paleo. Um, so, yeah, carbs were something that they talked about. But, you know, that shade wasn't for him. He needed uh-huh. some amount marathon train obviously and that was a misconception because a lot of people when they heard we were paleo they're like how can you be paleo when you're training for a marathon it's like well different shades you know yeah. for everybody <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. and and i think when people hear the word paleo they automatically assume it with um another like other low carb protocols like the atkins diet yeah, or keto definitely. diet um, uh-huh. which, which keto and paleo are very similar, but they, there, there's, there's a very difference because those two Atkins and keto are very, very low carb and paleo mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be low carb. So, so I do, cause I, I know I have mentioned, you know, when I talk about eating paleo, they're like, Oh, so you don't eat carbs. So it's like Atkins. I'm like, no, it's not like, it's <laughs> oh. not, no, no, not at all. So, um, the other, okay. So the four shade of paleo that she talks about is she calls it the lacto paleo and, and then also refers to as primal. And that's what I refer to. In fact, you'll see on a lot of my um, recipes, I'll say paleo and primal. Primal simply means that you're including dairy products. Um, and this, these are not just any dairy products. So I'm not eating. I love how she mentions craft singles and cheese whiz. <laughs> those don't, those don't, don't, no. don't qualify. But I do <laughs> allow in um, it's like some grass-fed butter at times. Um, I, I avoid dairy a lot um, in large. In, I, I would say I avoid dairy in large uh, consumptions because it does upset my my system. Um, but I do occasionally include dairy, and when I do, I just refer to that recipe as primal friendly, and that's what that means. Um, then she talks about uh, the eighty twenty paleo, which is also known as the weekday paleo, which I think mm-hmm. is which is great, uh, which yeah. means like you're pretty much following paleo eighty percent of the time, and then ten to twenty percent you might you know have some wine, have some ice cream, um, and I think honestly that's where probably a lot of us might fall. But we'll talk I about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm paleo Monday through Friday. 
um, then there's the veg. She she said there's the there's a pool of vegetarian paleo eaters, and that one I found interesting because I'm you know other than eggs, uh, I was curious where they got their their protein. But she talks a lot about um, that there ve- but that there's a lot of vegetarians and vegans that actually want to eat paleo um and what they do is they do a lot of um fermenting um their soy and nuts and seeds to make up uh, a bulk of their protein which i found which i found interesting and then the the seventh shade of paleo that she talks about is is hilarious to me and she calls it the i decide what's paleo (laughs) so (laughs) i found it great because she's like you know she might they you know like the, the whatever I want paleo will eat, you know, breakfast and eggs for bacon and then have a Starbucks latte with, you know, three packs of sugars and then have a gluten-free <laughs> cupcake. And she she likened it to, it's she says, it's sort of like saying you're a vegan, but you're eating steak every other week and wearing alligator skin boots, <laughs> which I found hilarious. But, yeah, that's so, funny. So those are just like the, like the, like, and that, and this is just like her definition of the shades, but, but I think the whole point behind the article is that there's not just one, like you don't have to be militant. So, so where do you see yourself falling uh, when it comes to where you're at? I could definitely call myself 80, 20 paleo. I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say weekday, but overall in my life, I would say 80, 20, like 80 to 90% of the time. And actually, recently, within the past week or so, I've been pretty strict, more strict than normal. Um, Maybe in the back of my mind, I know I'm starting a six-week CrossFit challenge soon (laughs) and just trying to recover a little bit from the hump. Probably like 90-10. But that's probably where I fall in. I do give myself leeway to have a glass of wine or craft beer. If you look Uh at my Instagram, you know I don't hide that. (laughs) Um, You know, and I think it's okay to do that and say that I follow a paleo lifestyle because, you know, it's a lifestyle and there's ebbs and flows in life and you can't always be perfect. So 80, 20, 90, 10 is, is, you know, where I like to be. Uh huh. And, and I would say the same. I, I would say I'm definitely, um, I don't want to leave pr- the, the primal category out because I do. And we talked about this the other day. I do allow dairy, but you had mentioned that like you haven't reintroduced dairy simply because you don't want to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dairy was something that I thought I was going to miss a lot. I thought I was going to miss cheese on everything, (laughs) salads, feta, all that good stuff. Um, But, you know, I just never like I'm not craving it. I don't want it. I'm not like I can't live without cheese. So I just never we used to have yogurt like every day. I'm just never felt the need to reintroduce it back in. So, Uh you know, Uh kind of fine without it. Yeah, you know, maybe I'll try one day and I'll, I'll see how how it goes. But right now, like, I don't feel a need to. So uh-huh. I, just, I just don't. Yeah. yeah. See, and that's and that's you listening to, you know, what, what your body's telling you. Um, yeah, I would say I'm primal. I don't, and like I said, I don't eat a lot of dairy, but um, I am a sucker for feta cheese. Uh, but that's oh, about no. the only cheese. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't drink milk. Um, when when a recipe calls for milk or cream, I use coconut milk. Um and, but I do sometimes still cook with grass-fed butter. So that's really grass-fed butter for cooking and then a little bit of cheese here and there depending, you know, in a salad or on on my Chipotle or something. Uh, you know, I'll do that. But I would say I'm, I, I definitely have primal and then I'm definitely 80-20, like you said. I'll have a glass of wine um, or I'll have, 
you know, um, white rice. I do allow white rice back in to, into my diet at times because it doesn't, I don't feel like it, if it has a negative effect on my body. So I, I would definitely be an 80, 20. Um, yeah. but I listen to my body and like when I start to go a little off of 80, 20 and a little, you know, more like 50, 50, yes. 40, 60, <laughs> I can feel it. And so that's when, I'll dial it back in and maybe I might go, like you said, I might go back to a more stricter form, like a 90, 10, um, until I kind of feel better. So, yeah, but I, but I think what's important, uh, it, to, rem- to remember is that paleo is not, it's not a, like, it's not a religion. Like, don't be like, oh my gosh, like I am strict paleo. Like this is the only way to go. Um, just listen yeah. to your body. Uh, like I told, um, I've told friends before, just just do if you if you choose to do it like I would do it for at least six weeks and then start to reintroduce foods and just and just journal how you feel like like I always recommend writing down like what you ate and how it made you feel like did you feel bloated was your stomach upset um you know what was your hunger rating I I kind of recommend those kinds of uh, tasks and even if your shade of paleo isn't one of those seven that we just talked about like that's okay like do what works for you as long to me, like do what works for you as long as you're not going back to the standard American diet where you're just eating a bunch of, of junk all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, um, some strategies, let's talk about some strategies. Um, if someone, you know, like a lot of people I think need to try something before they buy into it. And I know I was that way. Uh, I know like my sister preached a lot of these concepts to me years ago. I think she was like on the, on the, on the early, early edge of, of nutrition and wellness. But, um, and I would just blow her off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) I, you know, um, but I think, I think there are some people that, you know, you just need to try it before you buy into it. Um, so, just some what are some strategies that maybe you might recommend um for people to try um if they're interested in maybe you know you know trying paleo out yeah well i think one of the biggest um drawbacks to people reading about paleo is up oh, can't have bread can't have dairy no way i can do this absolutely not and they don't even try Um, And one thing that I did, which I didn't even do intentionally, I only realized when I look back, um, before we actually started the six-week challenge, I was practicing being paleo before that. I'm like, let me start practicing. So what I did was I kind of eased into paleo Mm -hmm. um, and I started cutting out certain things before, but one at a time. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like I went to bed one night and I woke up the next morning and I was a hundred percent militant paleo. Yeah, exactly. Um, One day I said, you know what? I'm going to cut out wheat today, Uh you know, and it's going to be hard, but I'm going to try it for a day. Um, And then I would, you know, try it for another day. And instead of cutting things out, I tried to focus on what I was adding in and the things that I was adding in that were, they were super satisfying, like healthy fats and everything. And I mm-hmm. started focusing on those as things that were satisfying to me that I looked forward to instead of what I couldn't have. So I think it's really important to number one, know that you can ease into it. You mm-hmm. don't have to wake up one day and be paleo. Um, you know, and you could look forward to things that you can have as opposed to what you can't have. Exactly. And I, for me, um, especially if you're like completely like this is, you know, completely new to a new way of eating for you, I would definitely, I I would agree. I would definitely recommend easing into it. And that's how I approached it 
uh, my, yeah. uh, myself. The first time I was going to make a switch, I mean, I, I, you know, cleaned my painters out and refilled it with everything. And it was just like overwhelming. So, so yes. I, I backtracked and then I just eased into it and I did the same thing. So like for one month or a couple weeks, I would work on just removing, like you said, like wheat or just dairy and just, you know, yeah. and then the next week I would work on, you know, okay, trying to reduce my sugar intake, um, the next week or the next week or the next couple weeks into it or the next month, it was, it was dairy. And I know they say, you know, you can do it either way. You can just go all in or you can slowly, Mm -hmm. slowly transition into it. The only difference is if you slowly transition into it, it's going to be a little longer, uh, before you, you know, like once you get to that point where you, okay, you've removed it all. Um, and this is the first time and you want to see how you feel, it's going to take a little longer to feel those effects, but I would definitely recommend easing into it. This is something just totally new to you. Or like you said, kind of give it like a test run. Like, yeah, it was like practice. I'm like, all right, I'm going to practice being paleo now, you know, because it was not that it was completely different from how I was eating or cooking in the first place. But like you, I did a lot of reading and, you know, it could get overwhelming. There's a lot of different things. I'm like, I bought a bunch of coconut oil. I wasn't really sure what to do with it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, I would try like one thing thing a week like give myself uh-huh. a week to try something you know and get used to it and then move on to the next challenge and yes. yeah maybe it takes a little longer but I think it might set you set you up for more long-term success you know instead of being overwhelmed and giving up yes 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 I love how you said that you bought coconut oil and didn't know <laughs> what to do with that. I, I, I can remember doing that myself like going to the store and be like okay I know I've seen some paleo eaters eat this I'm gonna buy this yeah. and like I get home and I'm like I have no idea what I'm gonna do yeah. with this but like, I have, this it, I have recipe. it what do I do why yeah. is my coconut oil solid I'm like yeah. how do I even use it <laughs> and, and another couple strategies I used one is um I took what I knew are like my absolute favorite recipes because like you said when you first think about going paleo like I started thinking about the things I couldn't have like oh my gosh I can't have bread I can't yeah. have you know dairy I can't have this so I took some of my favorite recipes that I really like and I was like I'm going to create a paleo version of of them um, and so that's what I did so I took um, those recipes and I based on you know like the paleo recommendations I kind of switched out ingredients um, and like like for example my family are you know they're crazy buffalo wing like <laughs> everything's buffalo and so I created a paleo version for myself that didn't have the breading and didn't have that and I you know made Ooh. some paleo ranch that uses coconut milk um, and so I gave myself so when I if I did want to eat that meal with them or if I did want to have that craving like I had a better option to choose from yeah um, and so and so that's that's one thing <clears throat> that that I tried uh, to help myself um, and then I also focused, it's very easy to get, um, there's a lot of paleo prepackaged um, foods out there, but I, that can get really expensive if you do that. Yes. And so I focused on the core of paleo, which is good, good protein and vegetables, because I will admit I do not, I am a horrible vegetable eater and it mm-hmm. like, I have to really work on like working those into my diet. So instead of like going and buying like the prepackaged paleo foods that, that can get expensive, um, I focused on trying to go to the to to just the, the foundation, which is getting in more healthy proteins and vegetables throughout my day. Um, and then I kind of, you know, got fun with it and, and tried some of those other things. So those are two strategies that I use to help me make that transition. So um and also, if for the listeners, if you're looking for paleo recipes or 
various shades of paleo, should I say, um, recipes, because I definitely have a, a different different shades of paleo recipes, you can head over to uh, wanderlustandwellness.com um, because almost all of those recipes fall into the primal or the regular militant paleo category. And then also coming up uh, on the podcast, we're going to be having what I'm calling, uh, it's a series of episodes calling the Truth About series, where we're going to look deeper into foods like sugars, fat, wheat, and dairy, um, which is part of, which, which is part of paleo, but we're also going to be looking at these things from the scientific side and from the dietary side. So, so come back and listen to those episodes. There's going to be one episode a month for like throughout June, I think. Um, like for example, the wheat, uh, people are, it's like, well, wheat's good for you. And, and really when we talk about the wheat in the episode, we're going to talk about what wheat today is um, mod- what they call modern wheat uh, versus, you know, like the ancient grains and, 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 and how it was back then. So anyway, um, I wanted to share that those episodes are coming up. So if you want to get dive into more of the scientific side of paleo, those episodes are going to be coming up in the future. So before we go, um, what is what is your biggest piece of advice to someone who um, would like to try paleo but just isn't sure where to start? Well, I I think it's really, you know, what we focused on today is that you don't have to be perfect. And I think the idea that you have to be perfectly paleo or militant paleo is overwhelming to people and that people should know it's okay to ease into it. Absolutely. um, You know, go easy on yourself, focus on eliminating, you know, certain things at one time for a week and it's okay to say that you're following a paleo lifestyle, but not be perfect. Mm-hmm. As long as you're focusing on, um, you know, making healthy changes and listening to your body, you can be paleo and not be perfect. You're not a failure and you can keep going with it. You don't have to give up and give in completely. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're, if you know, um, I think one of the, the struggles is, you know, like you, you might, if you're not following strict paleo and, and you're around other, maybe say strict paleos, like you might get some negative feedback and then be like, well, that's not paleo. And, and just learn that, you know, just to reply with, you know, well, this is like, this is my shade of paleo. This is like what works for me. Um, yeah. and don't, don't feel like you're, you're not doing it correctly. Cause there is no one right way. Like, like I said before, like there's no one size fits all solution for all of us. So, yeah. um, I think, and, and just be, you know, just be patient with yourself and give yourself grace to, you know, m- you know, mess up and go back and try it again. Um, so I, I would absolutely agree with that. So, yeah. So um, t- tell the readers where um, they can find you. Well, you can find me blogging at ferocionfitness.com. And over there, like I said, Fit Fuel Run Life. Um, it's a lot of now my endeavors as a mom, you know, trying to be fit and be healthy. Um, looking for healthy fuel, which is now mostly paleo. And I shared everything I talked about today and more, um, my whole experience on the blog as I was going through it. And I still do today. Um, so always blogging fruitionfitness.com. And I'm mostly hanging out on Instagram lately, um, at fruition fitness. And you can find me at all the socials fruition fitness, um, but Instagram is really where I hang out mostly. So, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I love Instagram. It's kind of becoming my new favorite. Yes, me too, definitely. I mean, who do, who doesn't want to stare at pretty pictures and, you know, and just see what people are doing all day? Oh, <laughs> totally. 
so many great accounts out there too. It's yes, yes, there. yes. Well, thank you so much. Um, I it was a like I loved having you on here because I definitely wanted to get yeah. your perspective on you know like your experience with paleo, and I just really like this topic is really kind of you know, uh, one that's really important to me because I, I really want people to realize that there's no one shade of paleo that will only work and, and just to try and see, you know, what works for them. That there's not only one type of person who should be following paleo. Yes. For whatever your reason may be, you know, there's reasons that people try it and those are all good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I hope you, you know, stay away from the snowstorm that's coming your way today. Um, It's coming right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much and we will talk to you you soon. Yeah, that was great. Bye. Bye-bye. You can find all the information needed to connect with Michelle and learn more about her experience with paleo and living a fit life while still being an active mom in the show notes at wanderlessandwellness.org forward slash podcast. You've been listening to the Wanderlust and Wellness podcast. If you like this episode, head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast to enjoy all of our upcoming episodes. And while you're there, go ahead and drop us a review. And be sure to check out episode number six coming up next week, where I talk all about macronutrients with Jennifer Hunt, a registered and licensed dietitian nutritionist. Be sure to follow Wanderlust and Wellness over at wanderlustandwellness.org and jump on our mailing list to get all of our recipes, personal development tips, and plus-size fitness information sent right to your inbox. You can get on our list at www.wanderlustandwellness.org forward slash email. Or you can always find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wanderlust and Wellness. And it's not too late. If you're ready to own your story and make those changes, jump in our next Own Your Story uh, group that's starting on February 13th. Just go to www.wanderlustandwellness.org forward slash own your story. I would love to have you. Please note that I am not a registered dietitian or a medical professional. The views I express are mine alone based on my own experiences and should not be taken as medical advice. Please speak with a medical professional before making any changes to your current routine.